0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, it is my privilege to welcome a very dear friend from Bangalore, India, Mr. Heim Chandra Javeri. Hemu, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Hemu is uh, from IIM, Calcutta. He was the country head of Nike. He's been the president of Madura Garments. Then he became an entrepreneur. He's the founder of Zeven Sports, an inspirational sports brand. He's a golfer. He's a scuba diver. He's a trained classical singer. And like me, he's a member of the YPO. What an amazing journey you have had him. What would you say are three key milestones in your life and or career?
1: Well, I would say, you know, there are three important events or sequence of events. Mm-hmm. I think the first is uh, my marriage, uh, my wife Jaya, who I've known now for almost uh, 42, 43 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then linked to that are two lovely children, Isha, my daughter, and my son Krish. Mm-hmm. I think that is one important set of events or milestones. The other is uh, my corporate career. You know, I mean, I had a fantastic run uh, in corporate life in India, uh, culminating in being the first, you know, country head of Nike for South Asia in India, and then as the president of Madura. And then the third phase is my entrepreneurial journey, which began in my mid to late 40s, okay. and we started a private equity fund manager along with some close and like-minded friends from Bangalore so the fund manager is called forum synergies at that time it was the first private equity fund manager started by people who were either ceos or you know business people and not finance guys okay um, so that has been probably the third set of events so well wow i think it's been an amazing journey amazing. of life fantastic
0: so you know after such an incredible corporate career And I made the same transition probably at the same time age like you. I mean, I started at forty-six to become an entrepreneur. What was your motivation to quit the corporate world and become an entrepreneur?
1: Well, in hindsight, you know, Ashutosh, there is no greater comfort than a big fat salary check. Correct. So in hindsight, to leave that was probably a very tough choice. And I'm sure it's a tough choice for most people. But you know, I had been president of Madura for a few years. We've done pretty well and one of the value systems I always had was that I would never join a competing uh, company in the same industry. It actually helped me because I learned a lot in life and learned many new businesses. So because of that, I didn't really have too many options of companies to join. I would be doing more of the same either bigger or smaller and I had no attraction to go overseas because I wanted to live in India and you know it's one decision that i have never regretted correct so then at that time um, you know we were a f- few close friends including uh, from ypo
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there was this whole talk about all of us who were wanting to become entrepreneurs we were in our mid 40s mm-hmm. if i hadn't done it then i would not have been able to do it and i think the decision to take uh, the entrepreneurial plan was a positive one
2: mm-hmm.
1: i wanted to do it because I had tasted success I had tasted fulfillment but now I wanted to do it with my agenda mm-hmm. right I mean I must say in corporate life also I had I had lots of freedom I had enjoyed my life but as an entrepreneur the phase is different it's a it's very personal about everything like right? in corporate life it's a little distant from you so I think that was the sort of period when I decided that I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm. And I think the timing worked out great. Even in your mid to late forties, it's not late. No, I don't I think it's ever late to be an entrepreneur. I agree. And I think looking back, it was now almost 12, 13 years ago, mm. it's been a fantastic, journey. I a fantastic I, journey. So, you know, on a lighter note,
0: you know, when people used to ask me that you also mentioned freedom, <laughs> I said, Absolutely, I have a lot of freedom. I now have the right to decide which 18 of the 24 hours I have to work every day. <laughs> yes. So,
2: yes. yes I mean, a lot of
1: hard work. And I think, you know, work, if work is play and work is fun, mm-hmm. I think it becomes a very different, you know, ball game. And, yeah. and, you know, as we have spoken in the past, I think a lot depends on the people you are interacting with, Correct. on the ecosystem you are operating in. Right. You know, it, it makes a big, big difference. Correct. Very good. So let's move to seven Sports. I hope I'm getting the pronunciation right. Yes. Tell me about this venture. I have a dear friend. Uh, his name is Mahesh Bhupati. I've known his family for a very long well, time. Very big name. Big tennis we player. Have, you know, I, I am actually, I've known the family for almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Mahesh has been a big proponent that the Indian sports ecosystem
2: mm-hmm.
1: does not have brands which are made in India for India. Okay. So our thesis when we began this journey about four or five years ago was simple. There are big brands, international brands who Indian consumers frankly even today don't relate to beyond a very small niche
2: Correct.
1: and then there are the other private labels, online players etc who are not brands mm-hmm. who are private labels. Correct. Um, and we did our homework that we realized that the Indian consumer was not relating mm. to the other sports brands that are there. So after a lot of time, effort you know, and money, uh, we decided to position Seven as an authentic Indian sports brand made for India okay. focused on offering world-class quality mm. at what we call India prices. okay which is aspirational which is deep into sport mm-hmm. and most importantly gives the consumer mm-hmm. great product to play better to look better to feel better
2: mm-hmm.
1: and also is aspiration so that is the thesis of Zevin. wonderful
2: uh, with what, which we what, began.
0: what what is the, the the
1: the the background of the name so great question the core of the brand is energy okay and in India, we're all used to the seven chakras
2: okay. in our body. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sport actually releases those chakras, the energy in those chakras. Okay. So we were debating, you know, what should be the name, and we didn't want a common name yet we didn't want a difficult name. Correct. So after some 500 names, we chose seven. It was a simple, mm-hmm. and it did the job.
2: Wonderful. And you just and the symbol a- of the brand. Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead. Sorry? No, I said you have
2: to
1: We just, yes, absolutely. And the symbol, the logo is actually a nice chakri, a bit like the Sudarshan chakra, okay. which again stems from the seven chakras in the body.
0: Wonderful. So, you know, Hemu, you got so much experience in building brands, FMCG brands, you know, from Nike to Madura. What goes into building a completely
1: new sports brand? Like seven. Well, first and foremost, as you know better than me, it's damn tough. I know. You have to be patient. Brand building in India is expensive. It takes time. I believe for a brand from ground zero to even reach basic levels of consumer engagement and relationship it's seven to ten years. But I think at least my experience tells me that the core thing in all of this is true. If you are true to yourself, if you are true to your consumer, mm-hmm. you build trust and if you are able to be true to that consumer, mm-hmm. the brand will get built. It won't happen overnight, you will lose some consumers, you will bring new consumers mm-hmm. but so long as you're true to yourself and to your consumer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can build the brand and therefore I would summarize it by saying that that's really my experience. You have to be true and truth Equals trust. Trust equals brand value. Correct. Well said.
0: So my next question, you know, since you are in you know, building a sports brand and you are talking of multiple sports, we've always said in India there is cricket, and then there are other sports. Right? What are your thoughts, and how
1: can this imbalance be corrected? Very tough. And I honestly believe that there is a large global cricket opportunity, Mm -hmm. right? Because there is no global cricket brand. And, you know, the whole idea is that I think India, especially the BCCI, has done an extraordinary job Mm. in building cricket since 1983. Obviously, the turning point for a game to become national. Of the levels of engagement that cricket has, there has to be one of those events like like 1983, right. and after that, the players, the BCCI, the entire cricket ecosystem has done, in my view, an extraordinary job to build the game. Of course, at the national and international level, but also at the grassroots level. That's one. Second, I think also Indians are better suited to cricket. You know hand-eye coordination, those kind of sports uh, like badminton, like tennis, rather than uh, sports which demand very very high levels of fitness mm. and inherent um, resilience on you know on ground. Right? Mm. Yes, there are people who are developing it, and I'm sure India will develop mm. uh, the ecosystem of other sports, mm. but it will take time. And then you also have to see it in a relative context. Mm. When is India going to win a football World Cup? You know, because the competition is more intense, of course, Mm -hmm. but also it is going to take time. So, nothing wrong. I think the fact that cricket is such a large game allows it to be meaningful. Look at the number of players, Indian players, who have been able to change their lives because of IPL. It's extraordinary. Mm. Very true. So, moving on now, uh, Hemu, we know, part
0: of your marketing hat, part of it, your entrepreneur hat, sports hat. How is did the, the digital ecosystem
1: going to impact sports brands? So digital, eco, actually the digital changes are going to impact everybody, they're, they're going to impact literally everybody from the highest to the lowest, mm. from groups to individuals, mm. um, even uh, our, our security staff, they are digitally enabled. Mm-hmm. So I think digital is changing the world. It, it's stating the obvious, right? We knew it was coming, but I think the pandemic has actually accelerated that by a multiplier effect. And it's not about having an e-commerce portal or a social media presence. I think all of us as individuals, as corporations, as businesses have to think digitally. So, both my kids—they think digitally. Mm. You know, the millennials, Mm. the people in their twenties—they think digitally. Mm. And I think for us, particularly, you know, of our age group, Mm. it's not difficult. Correct. But we always go back to thinking differently. And if you think digitally, I think there are huge opportunities in this new ecosystem. Mm. And I'm seeing it, um, you know, as something that is only going to be good. For everybody, it unites the world. Mm. You know, it removes barriers. It's faster. It's cost-effective, and more importantly, it is of scale. Mm. So, you know, I've been preparing for this for a while, okay. um, but I think now we all need to move faster okay. to tap the opportunities and reduce the risk.
2: Correct.
1: So, staying with now, your
0: brand seven. How are you rolling this out? I mean, I do you uh, you know you you said you, you got your equipment under the Zevon brand. Are you you got equipment? You got multiple sports. You
1: got retail. What is happening to Zevon as a brand? So we have struggled in recent past, primarily because of COVID, but also before that, and that is because you know as entrepreneurs we are all optimists, correct? Um, but we never think of risk, correct? But because I wear the investor hat risk is a four letter word correct. that's extremely important right Unfortunately, you know i have an amazing uh, set of shareholders and board who from the late part of 2019 we saw lots of headwinds so we started cutting back on cost on you know market outstandings inventory etc hmm. and that is the exact reason why we can survive this stock
2: correct
1: there are other competitors who have huge inventories huge markdown large costs they have to shut down correct but we are able to sort of put our heads down let the storm go over us and come back hmm. fortunately the brand in the cricket and sports ecosystem has established a good name
2: correct
1: and that's what will allow us to come back
2: correct
1: so what you what i'm hearing you say
0: is that there could be a seven cricket ball there could be a seven football
1: there could be a seven tennis racket, and uh, I won't go that far. I suppose. I mean, our focus is footwear and apparel. Okay, and uh, primarily cricket equipment. I you see. know bats, that kind of stuff. Because the other sports are much smaller.
2: Hmm.
1: As you you know, as you rightly said, what are the top ten sports in India? One to nine is cricket. Hmm. Uh, can we make all the other stuff? Answer is yes. Hmm. Um, but not in the near future. Okay, I understand. Well said.
0: So my next question to you is, uh, you know, you spoke a little bit about millennials who think digitally. How are millennials and the Gen Z's
1: changing the business of sports? Well, first and foremost, and I speak for India, but it's also I think we're seeing it across the world. Mm -hmm. They have become extremely hungry mm. for sports assets. Mm. I think we all know that the largest audience in the world is for F1 and you know, football events. I think the millennials are very hungry mm. for content of sport. It could be just highlights of the latest uh, El Clasico, but they are very hungry and that's extremely important for the business of sport because media is really what drives the sporting industry, right? Uh, so that is one. Second, I think we are seeing this now, especially in India. The millennials are increasingly taking up the sport mm-hmm. and active participation in sport at different frequencies,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? My son, uh, he's 25, uh, he plays football in a small, uh, you know, that five a side mm-hmm. very regularly. Okay. He lives sport. Okay. So also my daughter, mm-hmm. right? So, they are making it an integral part of their life. And when I say sport, I'm also including fitness, right? Because the actual match is, let's say, one hour. But to be a good player on the match, you have to train for hours together. Mm. So, I think the adjacency to that is the amazing growth of fitness okay. and wellness, of course. Both are, you know, today more and more. So I think the millennials are who are driving this whole thing, and they're driving it by watching it online on the mobile phone and everything, but also playing. And they talk about sport. Good. Well said. Big difference.
2: Well said.
0: Well said. So I'm going to move to a few questions for you personally now. Okay. My first question is that, you know, hey Mu, you love classical music. You're a scuba driver. Uh, you're a golfer. From your perspective, as a successful CEO and an entrepreneur. How important is a hobby or a passion
1: for each one of us? Frankly, I live for my passions. Mm -hmm. For me, me, we've grown up uh, in a family of music. Uh, My grandmother founded the first music school for women in India Mm -hmm. in 1929 in Mumbai. My parents uh, have always been deeply uh, uh, sort of embedded in my passionate about music. So I, I will I will never be Besur or Betal.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, it is, for me, music is a very, very big part of my life. Mm-hmm. It is my passion as a sport. Right. But interestingly, work is also my passion. Mm-hmm. And I must say, I've been very blessed with the kind of uh, career I've had. Work has very, very rarely been a pain. Mm. it's been a joy i've been lucky in that sense correct. so you have to have an ability to nurture your mm. passions not when you're 60 or 70 or 50 mm. when you're 20 correct you know and i i i believe strongly in this that do what you love but you also have to love what you do absolutely absolutely so absolutely for me uh, passions of course i'm not able to get Enough time to play on the golf course regularly, mm-hmm. um, as also diving. Mm-hmm. Um, but music, um, just absolutely. Yes, passion is life, in my interest.
0: Fantastic.
1: And, you know,
0: great corporate career, great startup. I'm sure it'll do very, very well. What does success mean to Hemu?
1: Okay, so let me get a little philosophical here, right? Um, When you're young, you're always looking for success. And the way I have interpreted success Mm. is an external measure of your self worth. Right? Success is more defined as what is your money, what is your car, what is your house, what is your title, etc. But fortunately, you know, I've always been a little spiritual. And I realized fairly early in my life that. For me at least, fulfillment is more important than success okay. because the journey of life is more important than the destination of life. And I think for me, I always feel that because I made those choices or that more fundamental choice, they're not always at the cost of each other. You can have both, but when you choose fulfillment, I maybe I, maybe I made less money in my life. Maybe I didn't become a global CEO. Mm-hmm. but i think i have lived an extraordinary life which has fulfilled me the people around me my family my close friends like yourself okay. um you know to me that is more important mm-hmm. success is important but if you chase success without the fulfillment angle
2: mm-hmm.
1: i've seen a lot of people where it didn't go and then at the end of the day when they you know, reach their 50s and 60s, they think, oh God, what have I done with life? Mm, very, true, very true. My next question is that, you
0: know, you keep doing interesting things, so many hobbies, so many passions.
1: Where do you draw your inspiration from? I think the, the basic source or the primary source of my inspiration is the Bhagavad Gita. And, uh, you know, the teachings of uh, Bhagwan Krishna, um, as you know better than me, the Bhagavad Gita is a way of living life. It's not a religious book.
2: Um,
1: and I've read the Quran, I've read the Bible. I, I just recently finished reading the Bible after a gap of uh, several years. And we all know the teachings are the same. But my inspiration has been the role of Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. You know, I don't believe that I can be even one small decimal of what you know, he teaches us to be. Mm. But that has been my, uh, my uh, okay. role model. Mm. Um, and I hope that the people around me will say that, yeah, okay, you know, yes, we sensed at least this small fraction uh, in our relationships or in my behavior and actions.
0: Wonderful. So I have now time for two quick questions for you. My next question is that if you Hemu were a role model to millions of children who closely followed you and your life choices, what is the one thing you would change in yourself?
1: Oh, I would change so many things uh, about myself. Mm-hmm. I think the the thing that I have not done enough, I'm. I like to be, I'm more of a private person. I'm you know, I, I like to be with people I care about. And, you know, sometimes you need to be in the public domain or the limelight for a role. Mm-hmm. But by choice, I would not do that. Mm-hmm. I think I would have been or should be a lot more outspoken, communicate a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, be out there talking about issues that matter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In short, I would say uh, be a lot more outspoken okay. after due thought, not for the sake of it. Well said. And my last question to you, you know, come back to the pandemic. How are you rethinking your life in a new world order? Yes, I think almost everybody I know has rethought their lives, but uh, you know, I realized that I made a post a few weeks ago that at least in my mind now, the, what really matters are four things in this order of priority. First, health. For yourself and family right Second is relationships. you know I miss interacting with people who are, who are dear to me even my parents who are in Mumbai
2: mm. I'm
1: not able to spend enough time with them right Third are experiences. A little experience experience is not that you have to be in you know the North Pole. experiences can happen daily. How good are they? How enjoyable are they? And for me, money comes forth, has always come forth. So I think that's how I've realized my new world view of what really matters is. And some of it, I think, you know, one has been able to live with, but I think obviously now the plan is to live with this set of priorities Hmm. and, you know, look ahead.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I wish
1: you and Seven Sports lots of success. Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure, shrutosh.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world.